0: You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Gore. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, In the Catholic liturgy, the highest formed and the summit of all worshipped is the Eucharistic sacrifice of the Mass. Not many Catholics and most people do not understand why we place such emphasis on the Eucharistic sacrifice of the Mass. This is, my dear brothers and sisters, the Eucharist for us is truly a celebration of the Paschal Mystery. The passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord. This is the means by which we come into contact with the saving events of Christ so that we might be impacted and in turn live a life of charity. It is the way in which we are redeemed. My dear brothers and sisters, today's celebration, the Last Supper, as we read in the first and second reading, it is called a memorial. What do we mean when we say the Mass is a memorial? A memorial does not simply mean to remember. It has more to do with just having nice memories of the past. Just as you celebrate your wedding anniversary or your birthday. A memorial is something deeper. It makes present something that happened in the past. And that is why we say the Mass is the reenactment of the sacrifice of Jesus at Calvary. The saving effects made present every time we celebrate the Eucharist. Although this Eucharist we celebrate is in an unbloody manner. This is what we mean by the Eucharist as a memorial. It is in the same context as you read in today's first reading in the book of Exodus. Where God commanded Moses to have the people to celebrate the Passover meal. Today, every year when they celebrate the Passover meal, it was the way in which those events that happened thousands of years ago, the saving events when the Lord delivered them from the slavery of the Egyptian, when the angel of death passed over their doors, yes. and they were saved. For the Israelites, the celebration of Passover as a memorial was the way to enter into this saving event. And for us, every time we celebrate the Eucharist, it is to renew our encounter with the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ in His Passion, Death and Resurrection. But the Eucharist is also a celebration of the new Passover. The Passover celebrates the Israelite passing from Egypt, a land of slavery, to the new life in the Promised Land. It was a Passover of the angel of death so that they could be saved. In the Gospel of John, it is very interesting that St. John portrayed Jesus As a Passover lamb. In St. John's Gospel, the meal that Jesus celebrated was not exactly the Passover meal. It was a farewell meal. Because Jesus would die the next day when the animals were being slaughtered at the temple at 3pm. And of course, Jesus died at 3pm. So Jesus, for St. John, It's the new Passover lamb that is sacrificed for the salvation of humanity just as the lamb was sacrificed in the Old Testament. In the synoptic gospel, the Last Supper was a Passover meal. Regardless of which narrative you take, it doesn't matter. The point is that Jesus is the new Passover. Jesus is the way, the means by which we are saved. That is why in today's second reading, St. Paul says, what I receive from the Lord, I pass on to you. He took the cup of the supper and said, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Whenever you drink it, do this as a memorial of me. But what does it mean to do this as a memory in the name of the Lord Jesus? To do this as a memory does not simply mean to say we celebrate this ritual every day, every year. It does not mean simply we just offer the Mass. Rather, It is to imitate Jesus in what He had done for us. The way He sacrificed His life for you and for me. This is what it means when St. Paul says, Until the Lord comes, therefore every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are proclaiming His death And this is what is most critical when we celebrate the Last Supper and every Mass that we celebrate. It is really to imitate what Jesus had done in giving His life for us all. Indeed, the Eucharist we celebrate is but a recalling of the self-emptying love of Jesus for us. In today's Gospel, the beginning text is so touching. We are told that when Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to pass from this world to the Father, he had always loved those who were his in the world. But now he showed how perfect his love was. The love of Jesus was total, unreserved. He gave his life for us by emptying himself. In other words, the death of Jesus was meant to be the revelation of his father's unconditional love and mercy. Once we understand this, then it helps us to appreciate how much the Father loves us in Jesus. In John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that those who believed in Him might not perish. In order to bring out The love of the Father and Jesus, the Gospel makes it clear that Jesus is one with the Father in His divine plan to save humanity. We are told Jesus knew that the hour has come for Him to pass from this world to the Father. Jesus knew that He belongs to the Father. Jesus is identified with the Father. And we are also told that Jesus knew that the Father had put everything into His hands. He had come from God and was returning to God. Jesus won with the Father. Therefore, it is very important to underscore because some people think that the death of Jesus was a tragedy. It was an accident that Jesus did not know that he was going to die it was because of circumstances and he was caught unprepared and so he died a tragic death this is never the case if jesus death will be really salvific it must be voluntary it must be given with full awareness so jesus knowing what was ahead of him, knowing that Judas was betraying him, he voluntarily accepted the divine plan of his Father. Therefore, the death of Jesus was not an accident. It was part of God's plan. In order that the Father's love would be revealed, And secondly, it's also important to recognize that the death of Jesus was truly a sacrificial death. That is why in today's second reading, which is in the Synoptic Gospel as well, we are told the sacrificial death is symbolized by the fact that Jesus took bread and said, this is my body which is for you. And the cup of blood that is shed for you. This sacrificial death is so graphically illustrated in today's washing of feet. We must try to understand deeper what St. John is telling us. We are told that when it was time for him to return to God, he got up from the table, removed his outer garment taking a towel, wrapped it around his waist. He poured water into a basin, began to wash the disciples' feet. He got up from the table, removed his outer garment, and he went down. This is a symbol of the total self-emptying of God. First emptied of his divinity to assume our humanity. As the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians says, but it was not enough for God to assume our humanity to be identified with us. He wants to be identified as a slave. To go down also means the symbol of death. So this act of the washing of feet, of taking out His garment means to take out all His divinity, of His dignity, His humiliation that He suffered. That is why today is called Monday Thursday. It comes from the Latin word mandatum, which means to say, in John chapter 13, Jesus says, Love one another as I have loved you. This is my new commandment. To celebrate the Last Supper is to really an invitation for us to empty ourselves to love like Jesus, to empty our lives for others. That is what actually saved us. If some of you are feeling miserable in life, if some of you are finding that life has no meaning, the answer is simple, my dear brothers and sisters. You live for yourself. That's the problem. You live for yourself. If you start living for others, you will forget about yourself. You remember Mary? When she was chosen to be the mother of Jesus, immediately, she thought of Elizabeth expecting in her old age. Immediately, she went out to help her. She was not about Herself, it was about others. That is why when St. Paul wrote this letter to Corinthians, he was scandalized because the rich Christians were not waiting for the poorer Christians to return after work to have meals together. They finished all the food. And St. Paul says this is against Christian charity, against the very basic meaning of the Eucharist. to have our body broken for others and blood shed for others. This is what it means. Every time you celebrate the Eucharist, you must ask yourself, have you given up your body for others? Have your blood been shed for others? You have not. You have not really participated in the Eucharist. It's just a ritual that you have gone through. You have not lived out the Eucharist. And this charity that we are called to exercise is not just loving the poor, caring for the sick. That is good. That is great. But not great enough. The love that we are called to give and that is exceptionally Christian love. What is that? To love our enemies. That's why when Jesus was at Last Supper, Judas was there betraying Him and He knew. And until the last minute, Jesus was still asking Judas, come back. Turn back. But Judas' mind was fixed. That's why Jesus in today's gospel said, all of you are clean except one of you. But Jesus was patient until the end. He never gave up on Judas. Unfortunately, Judas gave up on Jesus. By giving up on himself, he committed suicide. Whereas, Peter and the rest of the apostles, they too betrayed the Lord, but they never give up on themselves. Why? Because they never gave up on Jesus. <laughs> Those of you who give up on yourself, it is because you give up on Jesus. So long as you have Jesus, you will never give up on yourselves, no matter how rotten, what mistakes you have made in life. No greater love can a man give than to lay down his life for his friends, and that's what Jesus did. So, my dear brothers and sisters, we know that Holy Thursday is the beginning of the Easter Triduum. We are called to contemplate deeply into His Passion, death, and resurrection for the next three days, because today is to prepare us for Good Friday, where Jesus died for us, and then to prepare us for the resurrection. But my dear brothers and sisters, I ask you this evening, if you truly want to find a new life, not just exercising charity for the poor, the greatest act of charity we can do to atone for our own sins, forgiveness of those who have hurt you. Can you do that? When you wash the feet, it is not just a ritual washing. To wash the feet is to wash the sins of people who have hurt you. Are you ready to wash their feet? Are you ready to forgive? If you are not ready to forgive, then how can Jesus wash your feet? How can you receive full forgiveness until you let go of those we have forgiven you. We have hurt you. Thanks for listening to the Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Grace Archbishop William Go. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.